Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. All right, appreciate you tuning in tonight. I'm at Rogers Place. Oil Kings and Regina Pats are going to drop the puck at 7 o'clock. They're going through the warm-up. Bengals leading the Dolphins 7-3 with six minutes left in the first quarter of Thursday Night Football. The Blue Jays clinch a playoff spot even though they were off today. Boston beating the Orioles 5-3. So the uh, Jays clinched. Don't know who they're going to play yet, but they are going to the uh, postseason, which is good. Oilers tomorrow on 6.30, Chad. 5.30 for the face-off show game at 7. That's against the Calgary Flames. The Elks have a home game on Saturday against Montreal. 12.30 countdown to kickoff here on 6.30, Chad. 2 o'clock for the game. Now, remember, this is the annual Purolator Tackle Hunger Game. The Elks have already got things going with a $5,000 donation to Edmonton's Food Bank. It's being matched by PayPal, so a total donation of $10,000. Fans are being asked to bring non-perishable food items to Commonwealth Stadium, or you can make a donation by tap or cash with one of the volunteers who will be available around the stadium. If you just want to donate uh, online, do that anytime. PureLaterTackleHungerChallenge.com. You know, this has been a big initiative around the CFL for years, and it always does incredibly well here in Edmonton. So uh, remember, take uh, take some non-perishable food items or make a cash donation if you're going to the game on Saturday. One guy who's going to be at the game on Saturday, heck, he's going to be participating in the thing. I'm pleased to welcome to Inside Sports linebacker for the Elks, Trey Watson. Trey, you're on with Reed. How are you doing, sir? Doing well. Thank you for having me on, man. Yeah, well, thanks for taking time to, to come on. Hey, uh, you're, you're coming back from an injury here. Tell us a little bit about getting through this. Yeah, man, it, it's been a, a tough, I don't even know how many weeks at this point. Um, feels like I forgot what it felt like to play football. So it, it's exciting to be back. Crazy thing is, man, I came from the Montreal Alouettes and signed with uh, Edmonton. I played my first game here was against the Montreal Alouettes, and then my first game back in action is against the Montreal Alouettes. So, for some reason, I just can't get away from Montreal, but um, excited to be back. That, that's what matters most. You know, Trey, I, I often ask players this when they are coming back from injury. What did you find more, you know, daunting, frustrating, whatever word you want to use? Was it the physical recovery or mentally not being able to participate with your teammates and, and go play football every day? Um, certainly, the, the not being able to play is, is just exhausting for me in particular because I felt like this was a year that I was just, you know, things were going well. Um, and then, obviously, you run into some hiccups, man, and things you can't control. And then when you have to be on the outside looking in and, and you saw the struggles that we were having through the midway point of this season, um, I just wanted to be there to be able to contribute. Um, not being able to be the difference for us in, in those close games, that, that hurts as a competitor. 
um, that, you know, that's what matters most, man, being on that field, being able to compete and being able to win. Um, so I felt like, you know, being hurt, uh, I let the guys down. Obviously, it's something I can't control, but, you know, it, it, it is painful not being able to help out. I'm wondering about the the vibe, the attitude around the team. I mean, hey, of course you'd like a couple more wins. You'd like to be uh, a little closer to a playoff spot than, than you are now. But tell us a little bit about the mood around the team this year because mathematically you can go on a run here and still get in. The, the mood is great right now, to be honest. You know, the, the time that I was spending in the locker room with the guys, um, even while being hurt, there, there, there were some low points, man. It's, it's hard when you're not winning games, especially when, you know, one game uh, you get blown out and it seems like nothing works, and then the next game you're competing with some of the best teams in the league. Um, that, can, that can be frustrating, and that can kind of just put a damper on a season. But right now, man, all we can ask for, given everything that's happened, is a chance to make the postseason. Um, that's what we have. That's what all of our guys are, are aware of and understand. And, and we're taking that into, into this game, you know, knowing, hey, we win, our hopes are still alive. That's all you can ask for, man, as a, as a football player is a chance. So we just have to go out there this Saturday and, and do what needs to be done and, and keep those hopes alive. Trey, the uh, Elks are coming off a of bye week. I understand you had a very special experience uh, in Green Bay on the bye week. Can you tell everybody what happened? Absolutely, man. It was a, a, a one-of-a-kind experience that I think few people um, in, in life in general get to have. Uh, my brother is the 2022 second-round pick of the Green Bay Packers, plays wide receiver. His name is Christian Watson. Um, so we were able to uh, go down to Green Bay to see them play on in Sunday Night Football against the Bears. It just worked out perfectly, lining up with our bye week. Um, and we got to do a, a, a brother professional jersey swap. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an awesome moment. Uh, crazy that my team is green and yellow, his team is green and yellow. It just makes sense. You know, green and yellow seems to be what fits uh, for the Watson family. Um, but it was, it was an enjoyable experience, man. My, my family and I had a great time. Uh, first time, you know, visiting Lambeau Field and getting to enjoy that experience as well. So it was, it was an awesome weekend. Well, that sounds pretty cool. And, yeah, I've seen some pictures uh, online of you guys doing the the jersey swap, which is which is pretty cool. That must have been a, 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 an incredible moment. Uh, two brothers playing pro football, and like you said, pretty similar team colors, uh, which is uh, which is nice. And it's I, I got to tell you this, Trey. And I, Trey, I have a bit of a rule on this show that you're, nobody's allowed to talk about their fantasy football team because there's an old <laughs> saying that. Uh, to, to you, nothing is more interesting than your fantasy football team, but to everybody else, nothing is less interesting. But I will Absolutely. tell you this, Chris, Christian Watson is on one of my teams. So there you go. <laughs> That's awesome, man. He's, he's a really talented kid, man. And, and once, once he's able to put it all together, um, you know, obviously part of that, like I'm de- dealing with right now, is, is staying healthy and doing those little things, uh, getting acclimated to the NFL. Um, you know, he's got, he's got a lot of great help there with the incredible quarterback and all those kinds of things. Uh, he should be getting you, myself, and a lot of other people a ton of fantasy points this, the rest of this year and for a long time moving forward. Uh, you know, he's, he's got a lot of ability, man, and it's going to be a sight to see. Okay, so what's the, what's the age difference with you guys? And w- when you were kids, were you, were you ever teammates or against each other, or did you have a, a sibling rivalry? What was it like? So we were – we're just under three years apart, um, so we really never got to play together. Besides, you know, like more so playing in the backyard than anything. Um, my senior year of high school, he ended up going to a, a different high school that kind of 
set things up for him for, for the future. Um, so we, yeah, I, we've actually never played in any level of, of real competitive sports together. Uh, but absolutely, we're competitive, man. We're two different body types, but the the insane competitor in us, man. We competed in everything we did, whether it was football, any other sport, video games. Um, you know, it's kind of just a, a brother thing, man. You got to find a way to beat your brother. And as a big brother, one thing you definitely can't do is lose to little bro, um, which didn't happen often until he became, you know, the the fully grown elite specimen that he is. Uh, he's he's as big and as athletic as, as you'll find. Um, so that's, that's where he's definitely got me in that respect. Well, I can tell you're proud of him. Trey Watson, linebacker for your Edmonton Elks, joining us then at Inside Sports. They're going to be playing Montreal on Saturday. Uh, I always love hearing about the, the, the personal stories and the journeys that players have been on. Uh, where did you grow up and who got you into football? So I was born in Phoenix, Arizona, um, but lived in, in Tampa, Florida since about 2005. Um, my dad actually played in the NFL, was drafted by the same team as my brother, the Green Bay Packers, in 1992. Um, so football obviously runs deep in our family. Um, and as a kid, man, I think, you know, my dad encouraged me to experience every sport. Um, basically, anything they allowed me to play, I was in soccer, basketball, t-ball. And, you know, football is one of the ones that they – they let you into the latest. So I think I was like six years old by the time they started letting me play tackle football. And it was just the one that stuck, man. It was it was never pushed on me by my parents, which I, I can appreciate looking back on. Um, they allowed me to find my interests and, and what suited me best. Um, and that's certainly what I did. And, uh, you know, football is just natural for me, man. It, it's just what I love to do. All right, so when did playing in Canada become a reality for it? I always ask American guys this because some guys say, like, oh, yeah, I knew about CFL, I had a buddy there. Uh, you know, sometimes I'd get it on cable, and other guys say, like, I didn't know where Edmonton was, Calgary was, or anything like that. What's your story with Canada? So um, when I ended up going undrafted in 2019, I signed on with the Dolphins, spent some time there, and then also spent some time in the XFL during 2020. Um, and I, I knew about the CFL um, as a football guy. I, I kind of think of myself as a football purist. I know as much as there is to know about football. Um, I wouldn't say, though, that I was too well-versed with the CFL. Um, but, you know, you know, it's an option. And when I ended up getting cut and... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The XFL got put on hold with COVID. Uh, you know, you got to look for the next opportunity. And there was one here. Um, I think it was, was that New Year's Eve. 2020 is when I got a contract offer from Montreal and that's that's been where I've been I've been locked in and been enjoying it ever since wouldn't say I was too familiar with you know a French province up here in Canada as a as a young kid from you know the southernmost part of the U.S. Um, but I've, I've learned I've adapted well and, and my family and I are really enjoying it here so we we feel certainly welcomed uh, by our our northern brethren 
Uh, well, you've got, uh, since you've come to Edmonton, I don't know if you're the lucky charm, but we've had one of the warmest uh, summers and Septembers, I think, in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, it's not it's not quite like Florida. Though, man, oh, man, did you know anybody that, like, that horrible hurricane there? I hope everybody you know is, is safe. Yeah, yeah. Everyone everyone in my family and who's, who's still down there, and actually my, my home now is in Tampa that we still have, everything is, is looking like it's still in shape after everything that happened. Um, I don't know if you want to call it fortunate because the, the people who it did impact more, you know, we certainly are praying for them and, and the things that they lost. Um, but it didn't end up going directly over Tampa, so they didn't end up getting as much damage as was originally projected. Um, so we're, we're certainly feeling fortunate in that way, and everyone is, is doing all right uh, as of right now. What was the biggest, and maybe, the, maybe there wasn't one, but what was the biggest adjustment from playing four-down football to coming to the CFL? I mean, I know field, all that kind of stuff. Like, was there a big one for you? For me, man, it was, it was understanding the things that kind of have really have nothing to do with playing on the field. Yeah, there's the waggles and the, the wider field and the 12th guy. That, that's something to get used to. But, one, it's, it's the little small rules that, that you kind of learn every week as you're in the league. Um, you know, you can, instead of recovering a fumble, all you have to do is smack it out of bounds and it's yours. Uh, something like that is completely alien to, to a U.S. football player. Um, the single points, that's a different thing. Punting the ball out of the end zone to not get the singles. Those, those little things are different. And then obviously having to, to navigate the ratio, the starters, um, you know, knowing that, hey, man, I'm not just fighting – for you know a, a job a roster spot on this team i'm fighting this small percentage of the roster um you know because hey there's going to be a certain amount of canadians there's going to be some global players there's going to be x amount of u.s players there's just more factors that come into being up here um and that that influences you know roster building and that influences how soon you're able to get a job how soon you're able to come up from the u.s and become a starter there's just more more things that you have to consider and be aware of as a player, you know. And if you just come up here and, and don't understand any of those things, then you get blindsided a lot. And I, I'm not one to like being blindsided and not understand what's going on. So from that perspective, it's been constant learning each and every week. Um, and, you know, just taking it one thing at a time. Jeez, you're thinking like a GM already, Trey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of how you have to think, man. That with, with the game of football, the way it is, um, you know, you never know when you're going to have a job. You never know what can happen that can cause you to lose one. Um, I'd rather be knowledgeable and understand the situation that I'm bringing myself into than, you know, just come up here having no clue. And then, you know, somebody gets cut or traded or something, and you're like, man, I was playing really well. Well, two Canadians went down, so they had to put the Canadian somewhere else, and then you're like, oh, well, that makes sense. So, you know, there's just a lot of layers to being up here, um, and it's better to know and then deal with it that way than just be blindsided. Okay, two more for you, both kind of on the lighter side. I don't know you weren't there a long, long time, but did you pick up any French in Montreal? So I tried. Um, I tried it specifically because even when you go to eat, the menus are in French, um, and half of the time they don't even have an English one, so it kind of gets difficult. Um, but not not too much, man. I think it was way too fast-paced for me, and I was focusing on just learning the football part as much as possible um, and didn't pick up too much of the French language. All right, and uh, what do you think of having a $1 coin and $2 coins instead of bills? So that part 
part has completely caught me off guard because you're sitting there and, and you know you expect your change back and then you know you do that five or six times you pay with cash and now you're just your pocket's full of one and two dollar coins and just jingling all the time and i don't know what to do with it so that caught me off guard last year i ended up having to get changed back so that i didn't have these coins in my pockets all the time uh but it's definitely a unique thing up here all right well you're definitely becoming an honorary canadian trey this was a pleasure to talk to you you're very well spoken and i'm glad you're healthy and coming back for this big game against the alouettes thank you so much for joining us on inside sports Absolutely. Thank you for having me, man. Have a good one. That is Trey Watson, wearing number 33, linebacker for the Elks as they take on uh, the Alouettes on Saturday. Really good interview. That was fun talking to him. Got to go see his brother in Green Bay for the Sunday Nighter during the Elks uh, bye week. His dad uh, played some games in the NFL as well. Tim Watson was the was the name there. And uh, now, yeah, he's he's got a weird connection with Montreal. Played for them. They let him go earlier this season, got hurt against them, and now he makes his return against the uh, Alouettes as the Elks try to keep their playoff hopes alive i am inside uh pardon me inside rogers place we got the uh, oil kings and the pats coming up i'll be keeping an eye on this one i also want to let you know the raptors are going to be playing in this building on sunday we got a player from the raptors coming up after the seven o'clock news delano banton canadian kid going into his second year he'll join us on inside sports as we move along tonight Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Dreisaitl. Oilers getting ready to go tomorrow and Saturday. I don't know if Dreisaitl's going to play both games, but I think he will play here tomorrow night against the Calgary Flames. 5.30 face-off show on 630 Chad, and the game will be at 7. They are getting ready for the game here between the... Uh, well, I'm in Rogers Place tonight. You never really know where I'm going to be, eh, Derek? Like, where am I going to show up next? This is true. I mean, I just met you face-to-face a couple days ago for the first time. That's a good point. That sometimes blows my I'm mind. At the station. Sometimes I'm in my basement. Sometimes <laughs> I'm in Rogers Place. I'm in Studio 99. You're a busy man. I go from Ice District Plaza in the summer. Okay, one of four places, one of which I've <laughs> only been once, but still. <laughs> still. Still, I'm... I'm you get around. I'm getting around. I'm, getting, I'm, a, I'm a lucky man. We're, That's right. Well, it's pretty nice now. If you got an internet connection, you can do a radio show. No kidding. When, you know, with the pandemic, people, a lot of people, well, was it difficult doing the show at home? Like, well, not really. I mean, especially now with cell phones, you could, you know, shut me in a closet somewhere and I should be able to do a show. Sure. A little light, maybe, to look at my notes and stuff. But anyway. Technology, man. <laughs> Uh, what are we doing here? Okay, yeah, we just had Trey Watson on the show, linebacker for the Elks. He's coming back from injury. Here's head coach Chris Jones. I mean, he's a real good football player. He's extremely instinctual. He's a good box defender. They're going to run the football, so we're going to, you know, uh, Niles is unfortunately now in, at the six. He, uh, you know, that injury that he had early in the year, it still is is uh, is lingering. And so, uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, fortunately we were able to have Trey come off and uh, be able to, you know, be able to play. Whether he's 100, we'll see. I mean, his conditioning seems well also, uh, but he's a very instinctual play around the box well it is exciting to get trey watson back but you heard chris jones mention unfortunately niles morgan is uh injured who's a pretty good player for the elks as well but hopefully watson uh, can fill in when the elks play the uh alouettes now as for the oilers we're talking about them getting ready for uh their couple of games the the big guns expected to play tomorrow how many of the final five games do they need how many do they want uh woody was asked about the big guys being ready for the regular season they know better than any they know their bodies and what they need 
ready. Um, so I think it starts with me asking questions and uh, creating a dialogue with the players. Um, you know, some people want a little bit more. Some people might only need a few. Um, so it's, it's about talking through that. And it's also balancing their wants with the needs of the team as well and where the team's at and what the team needs. Um, you know, I think that's just, that comes from experience and, and just talking to your players. And we have a lot of people that I know have not played yet in the preseason. They put a lot of work in practice. I think they're probably sick of practicing and ready to get going. And, and that's a good thing too, when you, when you really have a desire to play in preseason. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to do the back-to-back. -back. So then they'll have three games left after this weekend. Uh, I don't know if they'll play all three, probably uh, a couple, or it could depend on, on if Woodcroft wants to look at some different combinations. I mentioned maybe Holloway getting a, a shot to play with McDavid and or Drysettle as the preseason moves along. But, uh, yeah, finally going to see the, uh, the firepower in action for the Oilers tomorrow, which will be much needed after they got uh, shut out here in two consecutive games. So that's what's uh, going on there. Tomorrow for the Oilers, uh, home to Calgary. Tomorrow's Friday, right, Mooner? And uh, Mooner's shining his uh, phone flashlight on my notes because the light's been on at Rogers' place. And then Saturday, the second half of our doubleheader on Chad Oilers at Winnipeg. Are you doing both those games? Oh, Mooner's a busy man. And then you're done for the preseason. All right. Yeah, Mooner's never done, though. He's always busy. We talked to Connor Bedard earlier today, by the way. Really good interview. They had that on orders now. Bedard and the Pats coming out on the ice to face the Oil Kings. Of course, we will keep you updated. And a member of the Toronto Raptors next on Inside Sports.